the battle over school mask mandates in Virginia is winding down. The moral, legal, and political fight over school masking started more than a month ago when Governor Glenn Youngkin signed his mask-optional executive order within the first hours of his administration. WTOP's Neil Augenstein has been covering this story from start to finish. We turn to him now as this debate comes to a close. So Neil, to start, can you catch us up on this story? I know many of us have seen the big headlines regarding that first executive order, some schools in Northern Virginia kind of banding together, and then some legal fights. And now mask mandates will be disallowed starting March 1st. So can you fill in these gaps and tie this all together for us? Yeah, well, on uh, on day one, as promised, Governor Glenn Youngkin signed his executive order uh, two, which said essentially that parents can opt out. Of course, that got people to analyzing documents and uh, several school boards filed suit. They said that Virginia law dictates that the power to impose mask mandates belongs to the elected school boards. The the argument is that they know the vaccination situation in, in their counties. They know how schools are configured and they hear from their constituents on a daily basis about what they want to happen. So lawmakers in Richmond changed the law. The law says now that the parent of a public elementary or secondary student has the right to not wear a mask and not to have to provide any reason or certification as to whether the child is vaccinated or not. Governor Youngkin signed that bill into law and uh, saying that it would make it effective on, on March 1st. Right. So in other words, they pointed to the rule and then the rule changed. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the way that <laughs> politics works, uh, right. especially when there's a change in the governor's office. Right. And so on that same day that bill was signed into law, Loudoun County, among other schools, started dropping their mask mandate ahead of that March 1st date. What do you think is happening here? Well, one of the three R's in school is reading. And uh, school systems and school boards know how to read the writing on the wall. With the law changed, it was clear that mask mandates would soon be gone. So Loudon and other school systems started saying, well, we're going to be rolling back the mask mandates on our own timetables when the COVID numbers and, and the risk level drops a bit. And Loudon said it would make masks optional on February 22nd. Uh, a few hours later, a judge in Leesburg hurried up that process even more. He ruled in a lawsuit by three families that sued the school board, and they were asking the judge to order Loudon schools to stop enforcing the mask mandate. The judge ruled in their favor and immediately. So the next morning, parents in Loudoun County were explaining to their kids that the mask rules in school had changed overnight and that masks were now optional. Let's take a pause here and kind of focus in on the ideological sides of this issue. You know, it's an issue that's galvanized both sides of the political party and really just created a lot of emotions for people, whether it be safety or whether they want to have freedom. We saw parents saying in school board meetings that their freedoms were being impinged on. Shame on you. You do not have the right to make medical decisions for my child. This is my child, not yours. And then we also heard Governor Glenn Youngkin himself being jeered at for not wearing a mask. Governor, where's your mask? It's, well, we're, we're, all, we're all making choices. Yeah, look, look around you, Governor. You're in Alexandria. Read the room, buddy. 
So what are the arguments of these two opposing sides? Well, those in favor of the masks say that the, the science doesn't support removing masks, at, at least not yet. But the reporting that I've been doing, talking with pediatricians and other public health experts, is that it's really not that clear that masks are all that effective, at least when kids are wearing them, at least the masks that, that kids are wearing. The good news is that the more kids and adults who get vaccinated, the number of people getting severe symptoms or dying from COVID continues to drop substantially. Now, there are people on the other side of the, of the coin who have been very anxious to get rid of masks. Some of them don't like to be told anything. They, they think that it's government's uh, overreach to make mask mandates. And of course, uh, Governor Yunkin ran on that and won with the thought that, that parents should have more of an active role in determining what happens uh, in their lives, in school, and, and, and in their, their child's health care. So there are some really quite diverse differences there. I think that there are people of goodwill who are in the middle, but my sense is that, uh, that we don't hear from them all that often. Right. And this galvanizing reality that the mask issue kind of stirred up has really changed the politics in Virginia. I mean, even with this new bill that was signed by Yunkin this past Wednesday, Democrats, you know, crossed the aisle to supporting this bill. So why did these Democrats within the Virginia General Assembly side with Governor Yunkin on this? Well, first off, I think everybody is tired of masks. Businesses, business owners, of course, are very tired of masks and, and the mandates that are involved with that. Kids, of course, are tired of that. Their parents are tired of making sure their kids have masks. The fact that it's become harder and harder to make an argument for masks, uh, especially since the science apparently doesn't show that they help that much, I think that's what made things change. And I think that... Uh, you know, for better or worse, uh, we'll end up seeing what happens. And, you know, hopefully there won't be another strain that comes and surprises us. I don't have much faith that, you know, that there will never be another strain that will come and perplex us for a while. I hope that the, the, the science will continue to, uh, to evolve with different vaccines and, and medications. And, and obviously, COVID has become a big business both in, in preventing it uh, and, and and finding ways to live despite it. I mean, when you think about it, think about all the ways that we have changed the way that we live. And I know that most people say that, that in a negative way, but I think that the fact that we can reflect on our adaptability and resilience, I think that that, that is one positive that has come out of this whole thing. So now Yunkin has this fairly substantial win. Um, he's won his first you know, major political battle in Virginia as governor. What is he saying now after this political win? Well, I wasn't sure whether the governor was going to take a, a big victory lap. So I asked him the question uh, in a diner here in Leesburg. Uh, yes. Neil, Neil Loggenstein with WTOP. Pleasure to nice to see you. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, I recognize your voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of, uh, this is kind of special for me. <laughs> For, for both of us. Uh, a lot of uh, parents are, are having a discussion with their kids uh, that they now have the choice of whether or not to wear a mask. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about uh, to parents and their kids about uh, respecting each other's differing opinions on, on that. On this. What, what a great question. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
the key to yesterday was that yesterday's bill that turned into a law, and oh, by the way, the decision that was made here in Loudoun County Court, is that parents have the fundamental right to make this decision for their children, whether to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. Both. Both. And I strongly, strongly, not only encourage, but appeal to all of our better selves to respect one another. Throughout this entire process, I've asked everyone to love one another, to respect these decisions. Those decisions that are made by parents are made for particularly good reasons. And so when we have a colleague, a fellow student, a teacher, an administrator who has a mask on, or doesn't have a mask on, we should deeply respect that, deeply respect it. And therefore, one of the things that we have spoken about frequently is not, not holding biases against one another, not judging one another. We shouldn't judge one another based on the color of our skin, based on our religion, based on our sex, or based on whether we wear a mask or not. Here, here. So this is hopefully a new day for Virginia where we can adopt a real sense of respect and love for one another. In that room, what is the sense that you got when you're in that diner? You know, were people you know, supportive of him? Obviously, it was a bit of a campaign stop, but what was the feel in the room? I think you're absolutely right that this was purely a campaign stop, even though the, the governor isn't running for anything uh, at this point. This, this place was loaded with supporters who were uh, ordering uh, beautiful breakfasts uh, at, the, at the Leesburg Diner. It looked very tasty. Uh, there was a you know, this bustling crowd. Uh, I don't think that, that anybody, or maybe 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 some of the journalists were wearing masks, but uh, but I think that was pretty much it. I think that the thought about mask optional was there, but the people who were in that room, many of them, the uh, the, the Republican faithful in Loudoun County, were very supportive of that. And you consider. Yunkin kind of leading this sort of change within the country. I mean, I know we're seeing even Democratic governors really voice, not an opposition, but really start leading off the reliance on masks. And we saw Yunkin do that. And we saw this election kind of show a sign of that. Yeah, what's your take on that? Well, uh, clearly, people all over the country are, are looking at Virginia. And Glenn Youngkin seems to be a winning formula at this point, uh, at least the election was. And I think that in a state which used to be red and for a while until recently uh, had turned very blue, uh, I think that uh, Governor Youngkin, uh, his outfit of purple, at least is, in theory, uh, one that, that could draw a lot of unity. But I think that there are a lot of his decisions uh, have been very conservative. I do think, though, that the tone is markedly different from when Donald Trump was in office. I think that that lots of people do continue to make comparisons, but uh, at least there is a sense in many parts of life in Virginia of normalcy or back to normal uh, in terms of the the day-to-day existence for people. Mm. So in some sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm hearing Governor Yunkin is bringing back this normalcy through all these rollbacks. I think that's what his goal is. I think that there is still a lot of distrust uh, 
there are a lot of people who may not necessarily see him being as much of a unifier as he speaks about. You know, a lot of the decisions that have been made, at least politically, have been conservative. And, and I think that, that that worries a lot of people. Right. And we saw some of that kind of disconcernedness in uh, another legal challenge made towards Youngkin's new law. It was from the ACLU, which argues that the newly signed mask optional law is actually unconstitutional. What do you know about this? And does it have any chance of maybe rolling back this law? Well, the ACLU case in federal court is, is different than the ones which challenge whether the school boards have the right to make the decision. This case says the kids with disabilities, including those who are immunocompromised, can't be denied equal education, uh, equal access to education or be segregated, and that schools are obligated to make reasonable modifications to enable the kids to be in school. And I think that that argument is that if people aren't wearing masks, the kids can't be in school safely. The next hearings on that uh, case will be in federal court uh, in the next several weeks. Right. And as we finish up here, I'd like to return just to, you know, the students, teachers and parents who have been in the middle of all of these COVID changes as far as it regards to education. And education really is at the core of of all of this. So as we move forward, how steep of a challenge does public education face as it tries to recover from all that's happened during this pandemic? Well, I I ask my kids periodically how what's going on with masks and and this whole COVID thing, how how it's affecting them at at school. And uh, thankfully, for the most part, even though they hear about it through their parents and and, and all the, the focus and all the politicizing of the whole matter, Thankfully, schools seem to be doing a a, a great job of keeping things as normal as possible. I'm not quite sure how they're able to accomplish that, but uh, I think for for the most part, kids are being greeted at school by their teachers and by their administrators. Obviously, they've had to change some of the procedures based upon the, the changing rules and the constantly changing health guidance. But I think that the idea that that kids belong in school and should be in school as much as possible, I think that has finally uh, stuck across all parameters for the most part. I I guess there are still some people who would like there to be virtual uh, education, at least that option. But uh, I think that having kids in school will go a long way towards getting things back towards normal. You know, I personally am looking forward to being able to look back at this time and maybe I'm being naive in, in saying that, that there will come a point where we can look back at this in, in the rearview mirror. But obviously, this has been a, a major challenge for education. It's been a major challenge for families and for children and for teachers. And uh, boy, it's, you know, it really has changed what normal is. Starting today, students at Prince William County Schools will be allowed to choose whether or not to wear a mask in school. All other Virginia school systems will have to end their mask mandates on March 1st, per the new law. And in Maryland, Anne Arundel County Public Schools ended their mask mandate this past Friday. And last week, D.C. said its indoor mask mandate will expire March 1st, while they have no plans to roll back their school mask mandate yet. 
Despite all these changes locally, the federal mask mandate for public transportation, and yes, that includes school buses, is still in place. So don't get rid of those masks just yet. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Locksbeat. Join me next Monday as the world recovers. Hey, it's Luke here again. If you've liked this show, is it normally at podcast? I've got some exciting news for you. I'll be starting a new daily podcast with WTOP's investigative reporter, Megan Cloherty. It's called the DMV Download. We'll be launching it this spring, and we'll be doing what we've done in this show. But instead of just focusing on the pandemic, we'll zoom out on all the stories that WTOP covers. So every afternoon, we'll drop an episode where we dive deep into the top story of the day. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at DMV Download.